Hello, sustainability partners. This is Lydia Vanderbroek here to share with you best practices around sustainability in hospitality and tourism. And by sustainability, I mean more than mere ecological sustainability, which has thankfully moved into the center of our collective attention over the last few years. If you want to run a truly sustainable operation, you need to also assure economic sustainability, primarily through excellent guest service and human as well as social sustainability by training and empowering your staff and including the communities that you interact with. How? Well, this is where I come in and I talk to real people in real businesses to hear about real solutions to real challenges And I'm happy to share these learnings with you. So if you want to become more sustainable, I invite you to listen in to our conversations and pick out some of these gold nuggets that you can hopefully use in your own operations. And as a side note, every one of my guests has offered to make themselves available for a more in-depth conversation. So by all means, do reach out, connect, and together we can make hospitality and tourism more sustainable. Hello, friends of sustainability. Thank you so much for joining me on another, you're not going to believe it, excellent conversation. I had the pleasure of having with Javid Farid, who is the sustainability manager at Constance Hotels, with hotels in, listen, Mauritius, the Seychelles, the Maldives, and Madagascar. Man, don't these names alone make you want to pack up your snorkel and take off? Anyway. I believe that the mere fact that Constance Hotels actually have a sustainability manager is quite revealing already of their continuous commitment to sustainability. And you will see Javed is a fantastic person to talk to. He's so nice and you will see just how much imagination and innovation and passion he brings to the coffee table of our conversation. Also, before I forget, Remember our not-sponsored-by initiative that we kicked off with the last episode? That was fun. Actually created a little bit of traction. And most importantly, it gives me an opportunity to showcase cool things and ideas around sustainability that I come across. So this episode, therefore, I have not-sponsored-by NOTPLA, N-O-T-P-L-A, whose mission is to make plastic disappear. They create packaging solutions uh, from seaweed and plants. It's classified as a natural organic substance by EU law, just like fruit peel. It's biodegradable and compostable and has won the Earthshot Prize 2022, among others. And of course, plastic being such a hot topic in all of our conversations, really, I think that uh, it, it is such a fantastic idea and everything should be done possible in order to eliminate plastic and find proper substitutes for it. And connecting to my conversation with Javid, just as soon as they start producing straws out of seaweed, Javid will be able to stop using sugarcane, among other things, as a substitute for the surely delicious drinks that they service at Constance Hotels. Also in this context, I want to thank Sam Bentley, who I don't know personally, but I follow him on Instagram and LinkedIn, and you can find him there because he always brings forth just excellent examples of sustainability. So thank you. And now let's uh, get on with our conversation. Enjoy it. Meet Javid Farid of Constance Hotels. See you on the other side. Uh, good morning to you, Javed. It's nice to see you again. Greetings from sunny Germany to probably sunny Mauritius, right? Indeed, it's very sunny and we are blessed to have uh, a nice weather for the past few days. Very good morning to you, Lydia. Excellent to have you. Me. We'll dive, right? We'll dive, uh, no yeah. pun intended, into, into a geographical area I had not spoken to on this podcast yet. I mean, there are many, but this, this is one of them. And it's wow. so spectacular that I am so pleased. I just have all these visions of where you're sitting, right? It's, <laughs> it's 
all I see is the blue ocean of your website. So it kind of takes me away on a little mental vacation just to speak to you. See, this is what see, this is what speaking to you does to me. It just brings me into a lovely vacation mood scenario. Thanks so much well, for I'm happy. I'm yeah. happy Constance is telling that uh, to you and able to bring you to us. Absolutely. And that's without even uh, stepping on the airplane just yet. I'm so glad I have found you. Um, as I told you, I've come, I've come across your hotel group at uh, ITB, the hotel show in Berlin, uh, earlier this year. It really struck my interest. And of course, uh, you are um, very focused on sustainability. Your title is, say it, is? I'm uh, the Corporate uh, Sustainability Manager for the Constance Hotels and Resorts. <laughs> Fantastic. That is such, it just makes a statement. It makes a statement about the, the dedication of, a, of an organization if they actually Indeed. have a chief sustainability officer. Um, so we'll dive into, I'm going to have to stop saying diving because all I think about is diving. <laughs> <laughs> and we have actually got very nice diving spots. Exactly. I am, I am familiar with that fact and that's why the diving okay, concept keeps on popping into my mind. So yeah. <laughs> last time we'll dive right into your sustainability actions. But first, give us a little introduction of Constance Hotels. If you were to sell it to us, um, how would you describe your hotel group? Wow. So the Constance Hotels uh, and Resorts uh, existed since uh, 1975. So we started the first hotel, the Constance Bemo Plage, uh, at that time. And then progressively, we acquired and built new hotels. So now we are we have got uh, eight hotels, uh, three in uh, Mauritius, uh, two in Seychelles, two in Maldives, and one in Madagascar. And uh, all our hotels are mainly luxury uh, hotels, uh, five-star hotels. Yes, and leading hotels of the world, right? At least one of them Indeed. is. Yeah. Indeed. We have got, actually, we have got uh, one uh, leading hotel of the world on each destination. So one in Mauritius, one in Seychelles, and one in uh, Maldives. So when one travels and one really just wants to stay at leading hotels of the world with Constance Hotels in the Indian Ocean, you know you're well taken care of, right? Indeed. And we have got uh, a whole uh, set of services across our hotels. So you can choose whichever. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So um, tell me, please, a little bit about the evolution of the sustainability concept at Constance Hotel. So you've been in the market since the mid-70s. Sustainability was not an issue then and has not been an issue for quite some time, right? Indeed. So what happened? Indeed. What was the aha moment that made uh, your group switch over to sustainability? Well, actually, uh, for Constance, the aspect of sustainability, even if it was not called sustainability at that point in time, okay. uh, but in the concept, in the design of the building itself, when we were thinking about new hotels or refurbishing uh, hotels or building new hotels, we actually took that into consideration. We wanted to preserve the location that uh, we are having our operations in, uh, to preserve them uh, to the maximum. Blending the architecture with the local structure and local culture of uh, the destination. So it started right there. Okay. Uh, back in 75. And then in 1998, we had uh, the Constance Prince Maurice, again in Mauritius, which actually, actually uh, was the leading hotel of the world in 2017. And cons uh, consistently uh, after that. So even then, we have been having a lot of these. So then we migrated to the Seychelles. In 2005, we had one property in uh, Seychelles. 2010, we acquired another one. And at the same time, we started also in the Maldives. So in 2010, we already had uh, two hotels in the Maldives. And Sarabajin was along that way, between 2005 and 2010. So as I was saying, we were building or refurbishing hotels. And we were taking into consideration this whole concept of sustainability in, into our architecture, into our decorations, into our uh, service providers, 
And around 2003, between 2003 and 2008, we have developed an internal environmental checklist. Mm-hmm. That is whether we are doing waste management, whether we are doing energy management and all those kind of things. So we had like uh, 99 uh, indicators. And in 2008, we marked it with an internal label, mm-hmm. which had a green logo, uh, a green butterfly uh, logo saying committed to environment. Mm-hmm. So this was an internal uh, program whereby those hotels who were following the criteria and uh, managing all those aspects were given to use this uh, logo into mm-hmm. their mails and everything. Mm-hmm. And then in 2013, we decided to go for a certification. Yes, all these programs were driven internally. We thought or we were saying that, yes, we are good at it, but it was all ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we decided to go for a third-party audit uh, program whereby we will gain recognition Mm -hmm. for all the activities that we are having. Right. So in 2013, we chose to go with the Green Globe uh, certification. At that point in time, Green Globe was already located across 83 countries. Mm-hmm. They had a good uh, marketing brand. They had a good uh, presence on the market. So we went for that uh, Green Globe certification. And in 2014, we had all our hotels, all the six hotels. At that point in time, we were only six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had all the six hotels, Green Globe certified, okay. with a performance of above eighty-two percent. Mm-hmm. That was the first audit. Okay, and then of course we continued on that, and in two thousand eighteen, we were awarded the gold membership certificate from Green Globe. Okay, meaning that we have been very consistent. We have been very. Uh, we have been pushing ourselves. We have shown. Uh, continual improvement across yeah. those five years. And then we achieved the gold membership uh, tier. Right. Now we are aiming for the platinum. Oh, there is more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I take away is you've been very consistent in building your sustainability. And what I really like is when you said in the beginning, it before sustainability was even labeled as sustainability, it obviously showed in your efforts in, in incorporating local architecture, incorporating, right? It, it just shows a, an appreciation for what is, right? It shows a, a, a mindset of conservation. And that is Indeed. probably the underlying mindset of anything else you're going to put on top, right? You got to appreciate what that's you true. have. That's at the bottom of sustainability. That's the basis of everything for us. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything else, I liked it a lot. So you moved on from there. I've mentioned it to you before, and I've seen it reflected in the way you're presenting your system, your sustainability activities uh, on your website. Sustainability is not just ecological sustainability, right? But it's also the human social aspect or pillar, right? As you would call it. it. Um, and it's, um, it's the economic, the way I call it, because if you don't have fantastic service or the service, you know, if you don't get to surprise your guests regularly and you have the level of service you promise and you over, you know, you over deliver on it then you, there's not going to be any sustainability because then you're just going to close your, your, your doors, right? So I would like to, okay, last one, dive into each one of these uh, <laughs> uh, pillars. You have more pillars though, right? You, you're talking about eight pillars of sustainability. Do you want to run those bios? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, actually, when uh, we, of course, in, in, into our journey, uh, we established a corporate sustainability policy to be able to uh, define what is sustainability for us, because very often we uh, associate sustainability with environmental uh, sustainability right, only. Right, right. So we are only taking part of uh, considering the environment part. But actually, sustainability is the three pillars, environment, society, and of course, economic. Yes. So for us, when we drafted the, the sustainability policy, we established eight principles to cover the whole spectrum 
mm-hmm. of sustainability so that we could bring more awareness to everyone, to mm-hmm. all stakeholders, including our employees. Mm-hmm. So how we define it is, of course, we won't have a business if we don't have the people. And the first principle is about equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's related to the HR aspect, human resources, to the people aspect, and equal opportunity and diversity. So we cover that part. Of course, all the HR structures that uh, needs to be there, performance appraisal, uh, diversity uh, training, and uh, things, it's all covered in that first principle. Mm-hmm. Second principle is about the occupational safety and health. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they need to feel uh, at ease, to feel safe whenever they are working. The third principle comes with stakeholder engagement and corporate social responsibility. Mm-hmm. So this is all about the community aspect, how we engage with our communities, how we help them. We develop the local area. This is all about people. Then we go into uh, the second aspect, which is, I mean, uh, I'm talking about category. Actually, uh, sustainability, we have defined it as true by nature. Mm-hmm which is into four categories. So we are talking about true people, true service, uh, true experience, and of course, true place. So these are the different categories. So coming back to the policy, the eight uh, principles, we have the third, uh, the first three principles, which is about true people. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth principle is actually about environmental stewardship. Mm-hmm. And of course, climate change, because now it has gained a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. We are having reporting structures, standards talking about climate change. And of course, we need to take that on board. Mm-hmm. So our fourth principle is about environmental stewardship and uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. The fifth one is about good governance. Mm-hmm. We are talking, of course, about sustainability governance. So the reporting structures, uh, the different uh, uh, decision makers, how we go about decision-making, and of course, the validation of uh, the finance uh, portfolio and uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Then we go into uh, quality standards. So this is our sixth uh, principle, which is quality standard. Okay, We have established uh, some guidelines, some SOPs, mm-hmm. internal to be able to meet the expectation of the guests. Mm. And of course, we have also considered under the seventh uh, principle about procurement. So mm-hmm. we are talking about responsible procurement. Mm-hmm. And the eighth is about customer experience. So how we invite our guests to leave the journey of sustainability mm-hmm. together with us. That's very well so thought through, right? A it's a good foundation for it so that you can build on it and and uh, uh, yeah, build from it, I suppose, when you are considering how to get better, stronger, how to develop your sustainability concept. So let's look at the obvious one, the ecological one. Mm -hmm. So what are, what would you say, you do a lot, right? And uh, uh, more and more activities around ecological sustainabilities are almost luckily, thankfully, getting to be standard almost, right? Standard. So Yes, that's true. Um, you know, uh, not not washing the linens every day, for example, right? Which in the five star might be a bit of a of a change in in pace, right? You have to educate your guests, <laughs> it was. And, and the guests have it to. It was it was a big uh, change for us, uh, yeah. whether from the uh, team members' side or from the guest uh, perspective. Yeah, uh, but we went about it uh, step by step. Mm-hmm. At first, we had tags placed on the linen. I mean, mm-hmm. on the on the bed. Uh, we had uh, artifacts placed on the on, on the bed to suggest whether they want to change the linen mm. on a daily basis. I mean, at that point in time, the routine was on a daily basis. Right. So using that artifact on the bed was maybe every two days or every three days. Or whenever they are placing it, then we are going to uh, mm-hmm. change the linen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, around uh, in uh, 2019, we actually shifted the default uh, of every two days, we are going to change the linen. Mm-hmm. That's for the leading hotels of the world. Mm-hmm. And for the other properties that we have, we have gone into every three days 
mm-hmm. that we are going to change the DNA on a default basis. Mm-hmm. But if they want to change it uh, on a daily basis, then they use the artifact and place it on the bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have also introduced it at the check-in process, whereby we ask them, we talk uh, about our sustainability practices, okay. and we invite them to participate in the program. Or oh, if they wouldn't want to, then we remove that. Uh, the daily change of the linen is okay. implemented for them, for those categories of guests. Okay. So you to- you, you so can- we provide the options. Okay. And you're, you're engaging the guest in a, in, a, in a small conversation. I mean, it's not a business hotel, right? People don't rush in and say, hi, <laughs> you know, give me my room key. But it's a different environment, yes. right? It's a different that's, atmosphere. That's the opportunity that we have. Yeah. So you get to have a conversation with the guest. And what, how does that conversation go? Can you, what, what do you tell the guest? Well, it, it, it includes also all the check-in procedures. Right. But mm-hmm. along the way, as we will be accompanying them to, the, uh, to their room, uh-huh. we will also be talking about our sustainability practices that we have in place. So some basics, it covers like uh, two or three minutes uh, talk mm-hmm. to cover the whole spectrum of sustainability. Mm-hmm. And once in the room, what we have done is we have got IPTV. So on the TV, by default, the welcoming page is about sustainability. Right, okay. So all the information is also yeah. available on uh, the IPTV. And during the room check-in process, we will describe, okay, what are the information available on the TV, but also about everything, uh, all the other information about the facilities mm-hmm. and things that is also available over there. Mm-hmm. But sustainability is a core component of the check-in process. Okay, okay. I think that's important. And you know... I'm doing this podcast so that people out there who are not yet on the sustainability journey might just get some insight and say, oh, I could totally do this without having to completely put my hotel upside down. But it already, um, you know, it already seems to me like this is something you could do, right? And just bring it, it just put it in focus, have a conversation with the guest. If it's one or two things you're doing, just bring it forward so that that you get the guest on board and the guest doesn't consider it to be a nuisance, but rather an an addition to the experience, right? Actually, the the guests nowadays, they welcome this kind of uh, information and practices. Mm -hmm. And they are very curious to know about uh, more and more about sustainability. And the trends shows itself. That uh, researchers that, uh, yes, nowadays travelers are looking for sustainability yeah. to choose their hotels, to choose their destinations. Mm-hmm. So it's only business sense to mm-hmm. talk about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since I've been familiar with the updated standards of leading hotels of the world. So they've changed from once a day to every two days. That's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's a move in the right direction. Finally, it uh, arrived uh, last year. Okay. And uh, this year, they also implemented a new feature, which is about sustainability leaders among the leading hotels of the world. Okay. Okay. And Constance Hotels are lucky to, we, we just uh, got it two weeks ago. Okay. So all our leading hotels of the world, we got the accreditation from, from them about sustainability leaders. Okay. All right. So among you're doing a lot of things right. So among all the things that you would say your sustainability, your ecological sustainability activities, what are some that you would say are highlights for Constance Hotels? Well, we are lucky we have got very nice uh, spots in Seychelles and in Maldives. In Mauritius, definitely. This is where we started, of course. But some uh, key points when we talk about ecological sustainability is, uh, well, let's say, uh, let's start from uh, Mauritius itself. We have got the Constance Prince Maurice which is located on a uh, what we call a barrage, where we have got uh, the exchange of salt water and uh, uh, fresh water. Mm-hmm. But also at that point, we also have mangroves plantations. So what we are trying to do is we try to preserve to the maximum. Of mm-hmm. course, we partner with the local authorities because they are the ones who are checking the quality uh, of the plantations, the water mm-hmm. quality and all those different parameters. We mm-hmm. are following that together with the authorities. So we have got this nice spot 
And in 2017, we actually uh, developed what we call the Lagoon Directory. Okay. So on the land part, we have the mangrove plantations. But what do we have in our lagoon? So we invited uh, a third party to come and do an audit to identify and help us uh, what is the biodiversity that uh, lies in the marine uh, lagoon that we have? Mm-hmm. And of course, we developed a, a, a small book that we place in all our rooms to inform everyone that, yes, we have got this uh, species, we have got that kind of animal, we have got this fish, we have got uh, all these different things in our lagoon. So this is for Mauritius. Okay. In uh, Seychelles, we are actually located in a very strategic uh, location where on land, it is uh, a Ramsar site. So again, we have got a lot of mangroves. We have got uh, nearly 12 hectares of mangroves, which is under the Ramsar Convention since 2007. And for us to be able to get this under the Ramsar Convention, of course, there was a lot of uh, discussion back and forth between them. And we had a chart that we had to respect. I mean, all the parameters, all the monitoring and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we continue doing that. And we have identified spots where we are doing mangrove plantation. Mm-hmm. So in six years' time, it's amazing the kind of development that we have been able to achieve. Okay. And for that, we are also partnering with the local community. So we have got uh, kids coming from the school, from the local clubs, coming together and helping us to do plantation. So it's cre- it creates also an awareness among the younger generation. Moving to the Maldives, this is the best spot because we have got corals. We have been talking about diving. So in the Maldives, we have got a coral restoration program. Okay. And since uh, for the past uh, four or six years, yeah, four to six years, we have... Uh, planted 173 corals around the island. And it's very uh, interesting because we have got a nearby uh, island which is inhabited by locals. Mm -hmm. So we are not only catering for our hotel where we are located, but we are also uh, catering for the area. That Mm -hmm. is, even the local inhabitants from the coral restoration program, they also, they can benefit because there's more fish uh, all the dues that we know about for our uh, restoration programs. So we are having them and we can see them over there. Do you see, do you notice any differences yet? Like with the coral planta- coral uh, plantation, you call it, or coral, Indeed, what's the right yes. word? Coral uh, restoration program, yes. Coral rest- I'm sorry, coral restoration. Yes. Do you, can you see a difference yet in the marine life? Definitely, really? definitely. Right now, we have got two hotels uh, in the Maldives. One where the coral restoration program is working very well. The other one where we try to start, but there are some factors Mm -hmm. whereby it's not working properly. Mm -hmm. So during those four to six years, the biodiversity that we had in our lagoons between the two hotels were practically the same Mm -hmm. because we are located in uh, in Maldives, uh, evidently. But where we are having the coral restoration program, the biodiversity has evolved so much. Today, staying on the, on the shore, you can see the fish, you can see the sharks coming, but of course, then back the sharks, they don't bite. And man, uh, eagle rays, it's, it's so beautiful to be there. Hmm. So it's nice, of course, to see that your activities actually have an impact, right? And not in Indeed. 25 years, but now, which is probably going to motivate everybody to stay with it, right? Definitely, definitely. It's, uh, and actually, we have also invited uh, our guests to engage themselves, to participate, and maybe to adopt a coral frame. Mm-hmm. So from there, we, we have also employed a marine biologist to be able to look after all these different things mm-hmm. and ensure that everything is going as mm-hmm. planned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So we are monitoring all that, and we are sending pictures to our guests who join the adoption program, and sending them regular pictures. And actually, mm-hmm. very often we have guests coming back to our hotels only to check on these coral frames. So it's a it's a good thing in many ways, right? It's win 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 everywhere, right? Definitely, definitely. Come back. That's 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 very nice. That's very nice. 
you also, I looked that up, um, are engaged in an activity called Parlay for the Ocean. Could you talk to that for a moment? Oh, yes. Uh, Parlay, actually, it started in uh, Maldives. So what they do, Parlay, he has a, a partnership with Adidas. Okay. So what we do is all uh, our plastic waste, we segregate them and we send them over to Parley. Parley will process that and give over to Adidas for them to make shoes. So this is the kind of circular economy that we have uh, tried to uh, to establish. And at the risk of and sounding... Now, of sound, well, let me just understand, Parley is the name of the company? Yes, okay. it's an uh, it's a company. It's an association uh -huh. uh, established worldwide, but it started in the Maldives in the Indian Ocean. Oh, okay, I did. And they have partnered with Adidas to make these tennis shoes okay. from plastic waste. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in 2018 or 19, they came down to Seychelles, and of course because of COVID. But we are uh, establishing uh, the right channel for even the Seychelles to start. Uh, segregating, I mean, we are already segregating our plastic waste, but at least we will be able to send it over to Bali for them to continue doing that. Okay, okay. Obviously, Unfortunately, first, Mauritius, we don't have it. First step would be to reduce the use of plastic, right? Um, uh, you are talking about reducing so right? We have gone from the three hours to the four hours. So we don't start from the reduce, Reuse, recycle. We actually start from the refuse. Refuse. So we refuse to generate waste uh -huh. as much as possible, of course. Okay. So we started uh, doing that. We have reviewed our waste uh, generation streams. Uh, like previously, any drinks would uh, would have a plastic straw in there. So we changed that logic completely, and that was back in 2015 or 16. Uh, no, even before that, I think uh, 14. So we replaced, uh, we thought about, yes, this is plastic. So we are going to change that. And the consumption of uh, plastic straws because of the drinks was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we thought oh, about why so much plastic. Some drinks doesn't require, but of course it has, it has been the standard. It took us a while, but mm -hmm. at the end, in 2014, we started talking about it. Yes, we decided to remove that. So some drinks, we removed the uh, plastic straw completely. The other drinks, we looked for alternatives. And then we came up with uh, um, straws made from uh, bagasse, sugarcane bagasse. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I know the paper, of course, which turn your, you know, which turn your drinking sensation into a sort of a mush after three, if you're not exactly. fast enough, right? If you drink it really fast, you're good. But... If it takes a while, it just kind of dissolves into a drink. And then there's pasta, of course. But sugarcane, of pasta. course. Of course. Yeah, this is uh, from the local uh, market that we have. But of course, we went through this paper uh, at one point in time. We went, the first thing was indeed the paper because this was the most available at that right. point in time. And then in 1718, we identified the bagasse because of these uh, mm -hmm. things that was happening with the paper. So we went for, for baguettes. We even used the uh, pasta. And uh, yeah, so today we, we have this now. Not only that, even our amenities in the room, uh -huh. which was previously uh, made of plastic, plastic uh -huh. containers, small right. uh, shampoo bottles right. and things, which of course was not single use. It mm. was being reused. We were mm -hmm. refilling it uh, for the States. Uh, but actually COVID gave us some uh, thinking time. While managing COVID, we were also thinking about sustainability and what we could do differently. Mm -hmm. So we had the time, we had the procurement uh, mm -hmm. department, which was a bit free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not we were much shopping to be done. <laughs> exactly. So we were looking into things of uh, how we could change the whole guest experience uh, mm -hmm. and uh, everything. Mm -hmm. And even though our plastic uh, bottles, which was, again, not single-use, mm -hmm. we thought, okay, let's change that. Mm -hmm. And now we have, in all our hotels, we have changed, we have shifted to new uh, containers, which is made of wheat. Ah, okay. 
And you found a purveyor because that's the other thing, right? One thing is you want to change, but then you have to have the offerings as well. And you found that's somebody who does it in a wheat, a container made of wheat. So it's composed of wheat at the end. Yes. So that's true. It was something that was being looked into uh, even uh, before, mm-hmm. but because of the market, we didn't have the offering. Mm-hmm. At least, like I said, COVID actually gave us this time even to discuss with our suppliers, with the manufacturers, and finally mm-hmm. we got a manufacturer in Africa. So we yeah. brought, uh, we discussed, we, uh, I mean, we explained what we would like to have yeah. as a product made from it, about the decoration, about the letterings and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So all that was made during the COVID years of mm-hmm. 2020 and 2021. Yeah, and by twenty twenty two, all our hotels were supplied with all these new containers. Well, make sure you give me the name of it so I can put it then in the show notes because <laughs> I'm sure people are going to be interested in in hearing about that. Yeah, of course. This sure, is what we want to do, right? Sharing best practices so that we all get more sustainable. And if everybody has Indeed. one idea and we put it together, then we can. Learn from one another, right? This is one of the ethos of uh, sustainability. It's about sharing. Right. Even though, of course, we are hotels, we are in a competitive uh, world, but I think that sustainability is for the planet. So everyone, right. we share, and indeed, we together we achieve a lot of things, actually. Because, yeah. again, before we didn't have the offering on the market, but one hotel will ask for something, the second hotel will ask for something, and then all of a sudden we have the scale of cost. There you go. And it will be on the market. There you go. And it started right here. (laughs) People out there, you heard it here first. This is how we bring about the economic uh, sustainability. (laughs) That's how we'll do it, you and me. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) So uh, before I move to the people, because people is such an important part of the sustainability concept, right? Um, Let me hear about the pledge on food waste, because I think this is another interesting one, please. Oh, yes. So again, uh, this is started during the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> as part and the our, use uh, of what our, you have, right? Yeah. So as part of, of our brainstorming uh, session about sustainability and new initiatives and things, uh, we actually started thinking about food waste and how we could reduce that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, we, we had some programs uh, before about monitoring uh, food waste. But in 2021, we came across a, a, a company a, uh, which is called Light Blue Consulting, based in Thailand, uh, through a local uh, network program. So from there, we started uh, a six-month, uh, I mean, pilot program to establish a new structure, a new, um, I mean, specific guidelines on how to create uh, food waste. So from there, we had a methodology. And following that, we started monitoring the food waste that was happening at each stage of the food chain, okay. starting from the store spoilage, uh, going through the preparation waste that ha- that occurs in the uh, in the kitchen, uh, to the buffet waste. We are monitoring all those, and it goes into dairy, different uh, selections, categories: fish, meat, eggs, dairy products, uh, bread, and things like that. So we monitored uh, all that. And of course, at the end, we also were, uh, started monitoring the plate waste. Mm-hmm. That is from the, from the guest. Mm-hmm. So we implement, implemented it in one uh, of the hotel based Mauritius, the Constance Belmont Plage. And we actually went for a certification. And we made the certification program again. So based on that success, that was back in uh, 21, 22, so based on that success, we thought, okay, let's extend this program to all our restaurants. Mm-hmm. And today we have got 34 restaurants across all our properties that have embarked on this food waste management program, which we call the FIT. Okay. Now, and uh, since then, we have achieved like, um, well, different uh, uh, properties have achieved different uh, performance. Overall, I would say the the average performance is 47% reduction in plate waste. 
So we consider all the waste and consider it as a number of covers. Mm -hmm. It's a simple mathematical uh, mathematical thing. So all the waste that we have collected at different stages compared to the number of guests, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. number of covers. So the plate waste, I mean, the 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 the, the, the waste per cover mm -hmm. has gone down by average 47%. Wow. So you can imagine the economic impact of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is, you know, what it all comes down to. It just makes economic sense at the end of the day, right? So, That's true. I mean, no chef, no, you know, nobody wants to waste food anytime, right? So nobody's, you know, set up to waste food. Maybe yeah. 25 years ago, we weren't as, you know, focused on that. Um, but so let me, let me understand what are some of the, what are some of the, the aha moments or what have you changed to reduce food waste? It's only the monitoring because we thought we had controls. Right. And we were practicing uh, food cost well. Right. Everybody so, across, does it, right? Across the line. Everybody does food it. Cost, right? So, but what exactly. do you do to reduce the food so we waste? Believed, we believed we were good at it. Right. But then we decided, okay, let's try it. And this is uh, what happened in one of the restaurants. We said, let's try. Let's monitor. We recorded the waste at different stages. And from there, we understood, okay, this is a lot of waste, actually. So how we can reduce that? And then just being conscious that, okay, there's a lot of waste happening in my department, in my section. Let's try to be more careful. You know, it's only human behaviors. So knowing those data, it brought about a consciousness and awareness and we were more focused on reducing waste. And at the end, it worked. So you didn't so consciously no that. change anything. Did I get that right? You did not. There was exactly. not this one thing to say, oh, you got to reduce the temperature of the walk-in coolers from X to Y. No, you didn't. You didn't consciously no, change anything. It was just behavior. Just looking at, just focusing on it. You just reduce. This is... Such a no-brainer, really, if you think about it, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I think Peter Drucker said that. We can only manage what we measure. <laughs> right. So the, the, But you didn't even manage it. You only measured it. And by measuring it, it went down. That's what you're saying, right? Exactly. That is mind-boggling. Such an easy concept, you know? And it doesn't cost anything. No. That is something Except else. your time to establish things because of course making people understand why we need to do it right, right, uh, right, making right. the chef understand and of course driving behind it mm -hmm. needs to be led by the chef mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. so getting the buy-in we started it on a pilot basis we saw the results and mm -hmm. yeah aha i mean the chef is normally the one who signs responsible for the food cost right so i'm sure he Indeed. or she had a huge motivation but this is really this was so enlightening thank you so much wow Oh, pleasure. Wow. This is really well, it was else. a small uh, small practice that we established, that we thought about, that we tried, which worked. And today, yeah, we have implemented in all our restaurants. Well, it it just drives home to me in so many different levels. Number one, how amazing it is that without really managing anything, just by measuring it, it went down. It also it's going to be such a great story for me to use in trainings, for example, when it comes to just focusing on things and what an effect it has on paying uh, deliberate attention to uh, to things, right? Uh, to practices and how that has such a such a power to to really the power of focus. That's the power of focus and intentionality, right? And that's incredible. Well, that's the thing I think for uh, sustainability professionals. Mm. Uh, we need to think out the, outside the box. We we need to question the status quo. And this is where we start the innovation process. And sometimes it's a, a silly thing, only monitoring and reporting about it. That's it. Mm. It works. Wow. So here we are chatting away. Look at the, look at the time here. So I do want to cover uh, a couple of the other important things. So uh, service and people go hand in hand, right? You're talking about true service or true guest experience, right? And, and yeah, yes. 
Yeah. So in my mind, of course, whenever I've never been to 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 your part of the world, um, when I see you know advertisements and I see the websites, and I always feel this might sound nasty, but I always feel like it's you have an unfair advantage, right? Because you look at hmm. the at the blue of the ocean and the and the and the beaches, and you just go, "Come on, people!" Right? I mean. You don't even have to give any sort of service, right? People are just going to go there and go, whoa, this is so beautiful. So as long as you don't trip over people's feet and spill their drinks all over them, I always think it must be so easy to have guests just be delighted to be there just because of the beauty of the environment. So what is it about... (laughs) <laughs> but then again, everybody has it, right? So in in the, in the Seychelles, in Maldives and and uh, Mauritius, since most of the hotels will have what you have as far as environment is concerned, um, what do you do to make the guest service, the guest experience, um, special above and beyond the beauty that you're offering of the environment? And how do you train the people to do it? Yeah, it's all about uh, uh, I mean, um, team members' uh, growth. We provide, uh, we focus a lot on personal development of our team members. Okay. So we do uh, have, I mean, um, there, there are so many programs in terms of management, in terms of leadership, uh, I mean, uh, to help them grow into mm-hmm. their roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, we try to have uh, a maximum of locals in uh, our hotels. Mm-hmm. And starting from scratch, we, I mean, as part of the Constance uh, Hotels strategy, uh, I think it was in the 1990s or early 2000, we also started uh, what we call the Constance Academy. Mm-hmm. So we actually provide uh, hospitality courses to young uh, people who will eventually find a placement in one of our hotels. Mm-hmm. And of course, from there, they will continue to grow into other, uh, they will they will build their career in Constance. Mm-hmm. So we have people who have been uh, working with us for 40 years, starting from the academy mm-hmm. up to now. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 40 years, of course, it started before that. Uh, but we have got a lot of uh, students who started in uh, Constance Academy and who grew up the ladder. And today they are in, in, a, ma- in a management uh, position. So we have those kind of success success uh, stories. Mm-hmm. But not only that, even those who are joining Constance, the kind of uh, programs, not only about education, but the leadership that we have, we we are all family. Okay. And very often we, we will have uh, people, uh, we will have team members who will be leaving us, of course, to go on cruise, because especially for the youngsters, they will go on cruise because they will be visiting places, mm-hmm. free of cost. Mm-hmm. But then once they are back, maybe they will do one round, two rounds, sometimes three rounds, and then they will come back to Constance. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's actually a benefit because we are having experienced people coming back to us. Yes. But again, they have this, uh, how do you call that? Appartenance. Um, mm-hmm. I can't get is the it, English word for that. Is it the uh, connection to, to you? Is it, is it that? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's all about that. They feel they feel that they are part of the Constance family, even if they are away. They are still part of the family, and they will be sharing the experience and uh, things with us, with the properties. And when they are back uh, on the island, whether it is Seychelles, Maldives, and uh, Mauritius, of course, we are going to take them back into our into our property. So the, and maximize the... on on that. So it's all part of our DNA. We call it the Constance family, and it's true. This is what we feel. The big belongingness. This is the word I was looking oh, for. Okay, yeah, yeah, the connectedness. The belongingness uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that we develop with uh, our team members. So, yes, it's true that uh, because we are located in Mauritius, Seychelles, Maldives, and uh, Madagascar, once they join us, they can see the opportunities for them to grow. Mm-hmm. But not only to grow, but also to visit other places. Maybe they can go to Seychelles and work over there. And actually, we have got a lot of Mauritians who are, who are there. They can even go in families. And then they are back to Mauritius and they can continue with us. So mm-hmm. this is the kind of relationship that we have been able to build 
with our team members. So you're training them and then you're setting them free. They're outside of Constance. They do other career steps. They gain their experiences and then they come back. They're rid of island fever uh, because they've, they've been to places, right? I, I used to live in Maui, so the, that concept is 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 familiar okay. with me. Um, so to you just you just uh, uh, hooking into the seventies saying if you love them, set them free, and then they come back, right? <laughs> and then they work for that's you. Cool. <laughs> this okay. is how it's working, actually. Yes. No, well, that's One always our, been my uh, bet. I have I haven't always been able to convince people, but this this is my bet. Let people go and. If you've done a good job with them, then they will come back, right? That's true. That's yeah, true. They will come we are back. talking about the constant uh, uh, scale, but even if we bring it down to the sustainability development, which I'm managing, that's the same thing. We have got uh, professionals joining us, leaving, and then they want to come back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you've done something right, right? You've done something right there. That's part of constant DNA. Yeah, yeah. So how about communities? How do you interact with the communities? How are you being sustainable vis-a-vis -vis the communities that you're interacting with? Oh, already, actually, we have in each of our property, we have got, uh, we have established a sustainability committee. That sustainability, I'm sorry, a? Committee. Committee, committee. okay. Uh -huh. That regroups one representative from each department, including the management. Mm -hmm for leadership role. And this is where we are discussing about what we are going to do in uh, in the property, what mm -hmm. kind of society activities or what kind of targets should we set for the year uh, to achieve in terms of sustainability. Mm -hmm. So this committee, they are also responsible to be the contact uh, point for everyone outside the hotel. Mm -hmm. So we have got uh, small groups, local groups, so we reach out to the property, and then, of course, the sustainability committee will handle that. We are also connected to NGOs, service providers. So all these different uh, entities will find themselves to be discussed during the sustainability committee. Mm -hmm. And whatever issues that they may be facing, we will discuss in the sustainability committee under the leadership of the general manager, understand the issues, try to solve or try to address, help them as best as we can. And this is how we establish the connection with them. Mm -hmm. And then once this is established, well, every year we will have new things. We will have, we keep uh, in touch with them. We organize activities for the community, like cleanup campaigns, beach cleaning, mm -hmm. uh, fair trade, I mean, um, trade markets. Uh, it's been a couple of times now. Uh, that we have invited local craft mm -hmm. to come to the hotel and sell their, uh, their products mm -hmm. to the guests, to their staff and things. So at the same time, we are contacting the local uh, suppliers to come here. And of course, they are increasing their exposure. Mm -hmm. From there, through our communication channel, we are sharing about this. And of course, they get even more exposure at a national level. Mm -hmm. So this is something that we have been doing uh, for Mauritius, also for Seychelles. Maldives is a bit more complex because we are on uh, isolated islands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a bit more complex to have this uh, together. I mean, in scale, but we do have local suppliers coming on specific days. We call it the culture days. Uh, in one property, we are doing it on uh, Wednesdays and uh, Sundays, whereby they come and expose their artifacts to the guests, even Musical shows. Yeah, this is how we bring, uh, I mean, we partner, we engage with our communities to share their know-how, their skills, but also increase their own exposure yeah. to the whole international community. So you're doing a lot and you have the certifications and the gold and you're going for platinum <laughs> and you're, you're, you're really the leader of the pack, if I may say so, in definitely in your region and uh, within certain communities. So, well, it's actually our our motto. Uh, our motto of true by nature is: we say what we do, we do what we say. That's and all this certification is actually uh, to showcase. It's not us saying that we are doing it. It's third party audits and certification that is proving that yes, we are doing what we are saying. Mm -hmm. 
Excellent. So what are you, what's next? I mean, you've reached, you've reached the highest level. We are still a long way. We are still a long way. Uh, Actually, our strategy, our first strategy that was developed around 18, 19, uh, we established ourselves as a key player in the achievement of the UN Sustainable Development Goals Mm -hmm. for 2030. So our whole strategy is based on the UN SDGs. Mm-hmm. And we have a roadmap up to 2030. What we want to achieve, because of course, the SDGs, they have established 169 targets. Mm-hmm. So we have tried to encompass all those into Constance at the Constance scale so that we can contribute to a maximum in the achievement of the SDGs. So we have set our own targets for 2030. But of course, we have got short-term, medium-term, and long-term uh, targets. So the short-term is for 2024, medium will be for 2027, and of course, 2030 will be the SDGs. Mm. So I'm still going to be a little pokey here. So what are some of the highlights you're wanting to achieve? Can you share? Uh, yes, actually, we have identified from the program, from the strategy that we have established, we have uh, identified 165 actions. Mm-hmm that we are going to work towards <laughs> okay. by 2030. Okay. One of them is includes like uh, uh, hybrid transportation or electrical transportation. Okay. And it, it has actually started right away. This year, we were able to change the, I mean, part of the management fleet and we replaced it by electric vehicles. Way to go. But at the same time, we are also monitoring through our engineering department we are also monitoring what will be the best uh, case scenario, whether we should have additional uh, electric uh, transports or maybe it's not so efficient for the time being. Mm-hmm. Taking into consideration the battery, the technology that we have and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we could say that, yes, we are moving, but also moving uh, cautiously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, one aspect. Second aspect is... Uh, we have been talking about procurement, about suppliers. So we have actually uh, integrated a sustainability checklist mm-hmm. into our supplier checklist. So whenever we are going to visit uh, suppliers, and this I'm uh, mainly referring to uh, food safety programs, because under HSCCP or ISO 22000 uh, program, which is related to food, we need to conduct food safety checklist, uh, food safety audits mm-hmm. at the suppliers. Mm-hmm. So now what we have done is we have integrated the sustainability part also in that checklist. So whenever we are doing the food uh, safety checklist, mm-hmm. we are also inviting them to participate, to engage, to review their own practices mm-hmm. so that they can fit into the sustainability program that mm-hmm. we have. And of course, this yeah. will have more, uh, we, will, we will give them preference mm-hmm. over other suppliers. So this is the kind of push that we are creating into mm-hmm. the community. Yeah, and you are a, a, a power uh, a force, right, in the in the region. So, I've, uh, fortunately, yes, we have got yeah. good uh, business yeah. with yeah. Uh, with the yeah. market. And you're taking all them our on destinations. Board. Yeah, you bring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then everybody again wins, right? Because at the end of the day, that's definitely for everybody, right? Definitely. But- this has As been part of so- another program. We are also partnering with uh, other NGOs, other groups, which uh-huh. is operating. Uh, and here I'm uh, approaching the ecological aspect. Uh, we have got uh, partnerships with groups that are evolving on the Indian Ocean sector, not okay. only localized Mauritius, Seychelles, and things, yeah. but more on a larger scale for the Indian Ocean mm-hmm. entirely. So mm-hmm. we involve uh, Rodriguez, Reunion Island, Madagascar, Como, everyone in the Indian Ocean Basin. Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of, you know, mm-hmm. reaching uh, out. We are spearheading uh, this kind of program, partnerships, to be Excellent. able to achieve together. Excellent. Well, I can't wait for us to have this conversation again in three years' time um, <laughs> to, see, to see where you're at. It sounds like you're just on the right, on the right track. Uh, there's a reason Thank why you, you are uh, a leader in sustainability. It has been so inspiring to talk to you. I've uh, taken away so many ideas and insights, and I hope that uh, this is true for everybody 
listening out there and that uh, everybody can take away one little piece, right, of information and then implant it into their own operation, then see that grow and and make everybody more sustainable. I thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you, Lydia, for giving me this uh, opportunity. And taking the, taking the time to do that. And I'm very much looking forward to staying in touch. Uh, and I wish you all the best in all of your endeavors. With, you. Uh, with you in the position that you're in, I'm sure that uh, that you're going to drive the things forward as you have in the past. All the best. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was a real pleasure to share this uh, moment with you, Lydia. And thank you again for this opportunity. Thank you to you. And greetings down to the Indian Ocean. It's with with a with a with a heavy heart that I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> but not for long, I hope. Not for long. So it should Hopefully be. we will get to see you in person. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Watch the pack. Okay. <laughs> Take care, Jared. Thank you very much, Leah. <laughs>